Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle. We are excited for another week of baseball coming your way, and we've got a lot of stuff to break down on today's episode of the podcast. A lot of stuff going on in Major League Baseball, a lot of stuff going on in college sports, baseball and softball down there in Blacksburg that we are going to dive into today. Big things going on for the Hokies on both diamonds this weekend. Trey, how are you doing today? I am. I'm doing really well, you know, enjoying life and uh, just uh, hanging loose. Your birthday coming up, you know, 20. So uh, 27. So it's uh, it was on Saturday, the 21st. Man, you got it wrong last week and you got it wrong this week. No, I have too many friends birthdays. In Happy birthday. I forgot to text you. I feel so bad now. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if he still thinks my birthday is the 27th. I definitely did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all right. I felt uh, plenty celebrated. Um, I would, yes, thank you for your birthday. I was at the beach. I wasn't really near my phone. I was at the beach celebrating someone else's birthday. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I got to uh, go to my sister-in-law's graduation at Longwood. So that was a fun way to spend the morning in the, the 95 degree heat. Um, and then Mariah and I came home and went to River Rock in Richmond, a little music and outdoors festival. So that was a fun time. And uh, she got me tickets to see a Braves game in D.C. this July. So oh. I'm excited for that. So your wife, your wife, which is so weird for me to say, I was, uh, <laughs> I was stepping up. Yeah, pretty good gift. Uh, it's going to be hard to top that. Her birthday's coming up in early June. So I don't know how I'm going to top that. But uh, yeah, I'm I sound like for that. such a shitty friend, by the way. I, I know I just cursed. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I got your birthday wrong two weeks in a row. See this? I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Look, you know, it's it's all good. I mean, sometimes you got to rely on Facebook to let you know when people's birthdays are. That's so honestly I, what I, I, I get do. It. I get it. Next year, I'm going to step up. All right. I expect big things I next got year. 363 days to step up. Yeah. all right um when you look at what happened around major league baseball and like i said we are going to get into some college stuff some blacksburg stuff uh in a little bit but when you look at what happened around major league baseball over the past week trey who would you pick as your mvp of the week and i feel like i might have a good idea who you're going to go with here but maybe you'll surprise me i don't know i gotta go aaron judge that's what (laughs) i thought you had another three home run week i mean uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Jeff Passon wrote an article about, um, is he going to be the next $300 million man at 30? It, it is looking like it. I mean, this guy is 30 years old, but he's hitting, he's hitting 318 with 15 homers, 31 RBIs, a 1.065, you know, on base percentage. He is one of, uh, a clear MVP candidate. And I think with him and Mike Trout, but last seven days, he's, you know, he's 10 of 23 with three homers, four RBIs, you know, two doubles. You know, the guy is – he's the best player on the best team in baseball, and, and, and that's saying a lot. 
Yeah, I thought you might go with Aaron Judge as your MVP of the week. And it's it's a respectable choice. I can see it for sure. And I consider picking him. But I have to go with uh, a guy on his rival team, Trevor Story, the shortstop for the Boston Red Sox, who had just as good of a week, five home runs this week by Trevor Story, three of them coming in one game and then another the night after that. Uh, in the past seven days, he's got a 1.535 OPS, 13 RBIs, eight hits over the past week. So, yeah, big, big week from Trevor Story, the five home runs leading the league over the past seven days. But either of them, Story or Judge, I could see either or of Mike them Trout. being the players of the week. Yeah, Mike Trout had a great week as well. He is really I got an up. argument with people about Trout versus Otani, and I think Trout's proven why he's still, still that guy. He's still the best. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's having a, a really solid year this year. Let's hope um, he can just play, keep playing. Yeah, that is, uh, that's what we want to see. All right, the best thing that we saw this week, I don't know that we're going to have the exact same answer to this, but I feel like they're going to be similar. Um, Trey, what is the best thing you saw in all of baseball or softball this week? So my best thing actually does come from softball. Way to tee that up, birthday boy. It was, uh, it was, you know, Virginia Tech winning their regional this past weekend and advancing to their super regional. They, uh, you know, they had to do it tough way. They obviously this was their. They played Kentucky now four times this season, three times in this regional. On Saturday they fell after really blowing the game. They were up seven to uh, six to four or four to two in in the seventh, and uh, Kentucky came back on five four on Saturday, blew it there, and it moved to Sunday where after playing a game at 11 o'clock with first pitch, ended around 1. They came back at noon, won the first game 9-2 to against Kentucky, and then they played again after another weather delay, and, you know, they were down 4-2 heading into the fifth where McKenzie Lawler hit a three-run bomb and to take the lead. That is not – that is the backstory. It's a part of the best thing I saw. Head coach Pete Damore, who's uh, lifted this turnaround for Virginia Tech's softball, got tossed in the second inning of this game because of some illegal pitches by Emma Lindley. It was arguing the call, gets tossed, so he proceeds to live tweet a let's go. And and he, he also tweeted how he was going to go see his girls because after they won. So uh, a manager live tweeting, it's like uh, shades of uh, Bobby Valentine putting the fake mustache on for the Mets. This is uh, – I loved it. It was it was great. Um, that is the best thing I saw. Uh, what what was yours? Something similar or, or uh, something different? Yeah, well, I'm going to stay in Blacksburg for the best thing that I saw this week. And just right across the street from Tech Softball Park at English Field, you had the Virginia Tech Hokies baseball team taking on the Duke Blue Devils, a sweep of Duke this weekend in Blacksburg. Uh, Virginia Tech baseball wins its first ever ACC Coastal Division title. So big, big things going on in Blacksburg. Like you mentioned, Pete DeMore turning around the softball team there. Coach John Sheff has just absolutely done amazing things with this baseball team in Blacksburg. So winning their first ever division title in the ACC, it's a huge accomplishment for Coach Sheff for Virginia Tech baseball. And now they head to the ACC tournament in Charlotte this week, where they are the top-seeded team. They are in a pool with UNC and Clemson. They won a series against UNC this year. They did not play Clemson this year, so that'll be a new challenge for them. But 
So the, the ACC tournament is going to be interesting with the pool play. They either have to sweep their opponents or split their games and hope that their opponents also split their games. And because they are the top seeded team, they would have the tiebreaker and they would move on to the semifinals on Saturday. So their pool, pool, their, uh, they're in pool A, their pool play games will be Thursday night and Friday night. If they make it to the semifinals, that's on Saturday. And then the final championship game is Sunday afternoon at 12 o'clock. So big weekend coming up for Virginia Tech baseball, but a huge weekend this past weekend, sweeping Duke and winning their first ever division title. That was a huge thing for them. Just really awesome to see everything going on in Blacksburg with the softball and the baseball teams. You know, uh, I, I was following along with the softball regional and we got home from this this festival we were at in Richmond and we got home and I turned on the TV or no, I was checking Twitter and I saw that Virginia Tech was still playing softball at like 1130 at night. And I was like, well, geez, this game has got to be like about over. I'll turn it on and watch a little bit. And I turned it on. And they were only in like the third inning. I, I just was shocked that they started a game that late, but I guess it was because of all the weather delays that you mentioned. And then to turn around and play a game against Kentucky at, I think, noon on Sunday. So uh, a big, quick turnaround for Virginia Tech softball there and then beating Kentucky twice on Sunday. Huge weekend for them. So really cool to see everything going on in Blacksburg. Uh, the Super Regional for softball is going to be fun to watch. The ACC tournament for baseball is going to be fun to watch. I'm excited for everything coming up. Yeah, softball plays Florida, and the number two seed Florida State has dropped out, lost in the regional, and so did number six Alabama. So, and I am uh, pretty sure um, they will play an unseeded team at least if they do advance to uh, Oklahoma City in the college, the women's college World Series. So, exciting times for the Lady Hokies, and they really didn't use Keely Rochard until late in that second game against Kentucky. So she should be fresh for at least the first game of the Super Regional. And, you know, it's best two out of three against Florida. So it, it should be a fun matchup. And, you know, baseball, I think they have the pitching to do it. If that, That's kind of what I, I suspect is what's going to make or break this team is they have two really good starters. Their bullpen has been improved. If, if they can – if they're pitching and hold strong, they have the offense that, um, that can do it. I mean, they have a guy in – Charles Cross, who could go top 10 in the MLB draft. They, they have this is a really talented baseball team, and yeah, it, they, it's going to be exciting. They definitely have the, um, the, the offense to make a run at the championship, ACC championship. And I think they do have the pitching, too, like you mentioned. I mean, they got some really good pitching this year, but the offense is what's been really strong for Virginia Tech baseball. Uh, dropping that hammer on all their opposing teams. So I expect them to keep it going. I think that, you know, the, they, they beat UNC. In a series this season, they haven't played Clemson, so that'll be an interesting matchup. But it's a good thing they do have the tiebreaker if you know they end up splitting their games and the other two teams split their games. So they do have the tiebreaker there as the top seeded team in the ACC. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, let's switch back over to Major League Baseball and a guy that we talked about a little bit your MVP of the week, Aaron Judge. He has been playing really, really well this season. He has been one of the best players in Major League Baseball so far this season, and he is a free agent this upcoming offseason. So he's kind of the guy to watch. You know, it's kind of like when uh, when Bryce Harper was a free agent in Washington. It's it's that big. He's the guy to watch this year. You know, how well will he play? Where will he go when he signs a free agent contract? 
and how much will he get? And you, like you mentioned, Jeff Passan of ESPN wrote this article questioning if Aaron Judge can be the next $300 million man at 30 years old. Will he get a contract that big at his age? I think it's definitely a possibility if he keeps up how well he's playing. But I don't know that anyone's going to give him, you know, a $300 million contract. How many years are they going to spread that over? That's usually around 10 years. Is anyone going to give him a 10-year contract when he's 30 years old? We've seen it before. I think. I mean, I think he should have got paid. I get it. Like, he got screwed because he was, you know, of how the system was. How, you know, how it takes you so long to get to that contract because of arbitration and, you know, because, like, you know, your rookie deal is like 10 – it feels like 10 years. I know it's not, but because of arbitration and stuff, you know, this yeah. team owns your rights for six years. And so the guy came in the league late because he was a – he played in college. He was, you know, 24. Now he's 30. But he's, you know, he he is the face of this league. Like, there's no, you know, Otani and him are the faces of this league because he plays for the franchise and is the best player on that franchise. And I guarantee you, if most more people know who Aaron Judge is than Mike Trout. Yeah, probably. And I'd argue Judge is probably the most popular player in baseball. I mean, even his his rookie year, which was an amazing rookie year, but just the way he came on the scene, just because of how big he was, his size made him instantly recognizable because you don't really see baseball players that big. So a lot of people that aren't baseball fans were like, who's this Aaron Judge guy that's playing baseball? Like he should be playing football or basketball or something. But yeah, he, he was instantly recognizable when he came onto the scene his rookie year. I mean, pay the man. I, that's what I think. I think I don't know if the Yankees are going to give him ten years. They've been burned by that contract. It, it's I, the A Rod effect. They, you know, I think they had one of the worst, you know, in A Rod and how that ended, and they're scared to do it. I expect the Yankees to offer him between seven and eight years, and at 30 million a year because uh, to him look, let's think about it this way if we really a 300 million dollar contract is a 30 30 million 30 million a year yeah Aaron Judge deserves to be paid 30 million dollars a year for the next what two next five years especially with his size like I think with his size and just his ability like he could DH for the next decade so do you want to pay a hitter 30 million dollars when he's 39 maybe not but when he's 32 and is a great a gold glove right fielder and runs like a deer and is six seven and can play tight in for the giants like yeah you might want to pay him that because he's a freak there's a rare breed of that you know so Garrett Cole's contract with the Yankees, he signed it when he was 29, and it's nine years, 324 million. 
So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Yankees would offer a 30-year-old player as good as Aaron Judge $300 million. That is definitely a possibility. But also, who says he has to go back to the Yankees? I mean, there are other teams out there with so, that kind of money. There so, are other teams out there that would be willing to give him that. go to other teams until free agency? You can't do the same. <laughs> I Yeah, I think that the Yankees could and should pay him. Is it out of the realm of possibilities that he would end up with the Dodgers instead? Or are the Dodgers ever going to run out of money? Go to the Mets. If he went to the Mets, there would be a riot in New York. I agree. That would not that would not end well for anybody. Yeah, I think that you know the Yankees obviously are the best fit for him. He, he doesn't really seem like a, he belongs on any other team. He, it's, you know, him and John Carlos Stanton, they're Yankees. And uh, I think that they can afford that and they should give him they that. They can kind of afford it. Yes. They, they, they need, they're the, the richest team in all of baseball. They can afford it. Trust. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying that I think he should go. I think they should offer it to him. He should stay in New York, but I'm just saying there are other other teams out there with that kind of money. Not many of them, but there are. I mean, what if the, Brian Cashman offered him $213 million before the season started and he turned it down. So now he's out there to prove him wrong and prove that he deserves more. Do you think one season of really good play, you know, if Aaron Judge goes out there, hits 60 home runs, wins the MVP, do you think that's enough to take? Would you, is so that enough to take their offer? Basically, he keeps up what he's doing right now. Yeah, is that enough to take their offer from two thirteen to three hundred? I think yes, because it'll be in the open market. Yeah, and they'll have to, they'll have to, you know, compete against other teams to keep him. I think some it's team definitely. I think some team will give him that. There's no doubt in my mind. The Mets, if let's say the Mets. With the Scherzer injury, stumble, and either just get the wild card or have a disappointing, disappoint, disappointing season, which I think is not winning their division, or and getting out early in the playoffs. I can see it there. If I'll, I'll throw a wild card, the Padres disappoint again. They go for it. There's Texas. Texas has shown the ability to spend. They could do it. Yeah, they're good. You know, the I could see it being done. Will it is a different thing. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason, but we still got a lot more of the regular season to get through before we get there. Uh, some other news and notes around Major League Baseball. Orioles top prospect Adley Rutschman finally got caught up. He is in Baltimore now playing with the major league club. Uh, I, I got to see him last weekend when I was down in Norfolk, me and Mariah went to a tides game and he was playing for the tides. I think he was DHing for them. Uh, he didn't have the best start to the season for Norfolk, but you know, he's still Adley Rutschman. He's going to be a great player. The Orioles decided it was time. Got to bring him up. Um, I'm pretty sure. He was 0 for 2 in the game that we saw him in. So, But it's cool that we were able to see him while he was still in the minor leagues, and now he's 
with the major league club could be a big impact for Baltimore. That's a big, uh, you know, a little bit of excitement for the Orioles, which Orioles fans need some excitement every now and then. Yes, they do. Looking ahead at what we've got going on this week around Major League Baseball tonight, we got the Phillies taking on the Braves. A couple of NL East teams sitting at 19 and 22. Neither of them really able to get over that hurdle and get above 500 just yet. So that should be a good series to keep an eye on down in Atlanta. The Brewers taking on the Padres. That should be a good series out in San Diego. A couple of really good teams in the National League. And then coming up, This weekend should have a couple of fun weekend series going on. The Yankees traveling down to Tampa to take on the Rays. The Blue Jays going out to Anaheim facing the Angels. We got the Astros and Mariners in Seattle this weekend. Yeah, so it's going to be a good weekend of baseball coming up this weekend. And we will make sure to break it all down when we get back next weekend on the podcast. Trey, any final thoughts that you have or anything anything else that we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? Well, despite me being um, a terrible friend and forgetting your birthday uh, by six days. Um, so um, you really only missed no. it by two because, you know, we're, we're talking today. And, yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was the 27th. I don't know why. I have a friend's birthday on the 22nd, too. Like I could have. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it. I, too much going on in my life. Well, and. Uh, it's just an exciting time. I think the softball this weekend, I, I try to watch some of it was really good. I think college baseball is, you know, the college tournament, I think is be shaping up to be really good. A lot of good teams. Um, I, I It's going to be fun time in the college game and, and, and in the pros, I think, you know, it's starting to heat up. We're about to hit the dog, you know, the dog days of summer, as they would say, as, as we get to May, June. And I think, you know, this is the first month, you know, we said May 1st was kind of the real start of the season because it took time to warm up. And, and I think we're starting to see more separation between, you know, the top teams and and, and the rest. And it, it looks like, you know, the two New York teams are, are looking pretty solid. The Dodgers are finding themselves and it, it's shaping up to be a good season. And uh, I, I'm excited about it. And, and it's always good to see your face every week. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the the rest of the season holds. Uh, Things I'm keeping my eye on are, you know, the AL MVP race, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, seeing, you know, if the Braves can have a repeat of last year where they got off to a slow start, but were able to come back and win the NL East and ultimately the World Series. So, you know, I'm still still got faith in them. But yeah, it's it's, uh, still got a lot of baseball left to be played and it's an exciting time. It is indeed. As always, leave us a five-star review when you can. Please, please leave us a five-star review. Subscribe wherever you get the podcast. You can follow us at Mackins in the News, at Trey Lyle VT, at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. 